welcome, <laughs> welcome to the Happy Teach Hello. Pod. <laughs> <laughs> um, welcome to the Happy Teach Pod, and I just wanted to talk about this week. No, we wanted to talk about this week. Um, what makes a happy teacher? So last week we spoke about great schools make happy teachers, but by the end of it, we came to the idea of actually, you know what? It's not just what happens in the school. It's, what happens outside school yeah, as well? That's one key ingredient. You yeah. want a great school to maintain a happy teacher. Yeah, but it's not but the if you've only got an happy teacher. A great school's not going to turn that around. Obviously, right, your exactly. life outside of work matters. Yeah, my room one hundred and one. Um, <laughs> it'd be mine too. Yeah, was about CPD and how I don't like the one size fits all CPD, which some schools seem to love. Um, and so again, from that. Um, it's like one size doesn't fit all to make a happy teacher as well, yeah, actually. Yeah. So it directly links into today. Um, and we're just going to be talking about a few kind of outside work bits that both me and Jenny kind of like to do. Or yeah, so just things that we do that make us happy, make us happy and um, therefore we are getting into the classroom as happy teachers. Yeah. Um, and so we're going to start off with our little break time banter um, and... Also, just as a disclaimer, Roxy has purposely not told me what this one is, so I have no idea what she's going to No, say. I feel like we should get, you know, like, first reactions. Yeah, sure. You know. Okay. I'm scared, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but as we're talking about outside of the classroom... Um, yeah, I know. I thought that I would just... <laughs> I think it was about five or six weeks ago, somebody, one of my, one of my daughter's... Uh, other like mum friends from the class messaged me and was like oh do you want to go to this new workout class with me and um, well I mean I am not a big person like I'm not a big like workout person anyway yeah. um but I was like you know what yeah fine I was like what kind of workout is it and oh, she no. was like <laughs> I'm thinking it's going to be something like pole dancing <laughs> no no, I have done that. Oh. No, no, I'm joking, not really. Um, I, uh, well, we'll see. Well, I don't know. You have to, you have to find out for yourselves. Um, so no, it was, um, it was a disco. It was a disco workout class. You would have bloody loved this class. God, it was a disco workout class, but you had to take your own. Um, <laughs> have to take what, what your own called? clothes off. <laughs> Well, you had glow sticks. You had to bring your sticks. own glow sticks, right? And I was like, well, I'm only going to go to this class once to see like how it is. I'm yeah, not gonna, you must have known I'm the not going to buy my back. own. I didn't go back. Oh. No, and not not because I didn't want to, but um, yeah. Oh god, that's another story for another day. Um, but no, it was. <laughs> there was a lot of them. The glow stick. You had to bring your own glow sticks, right? But I didn't. Oh my god, the people there, they were like invested. They had. Did they have glitter on the faces. They they were dressed to the nines like mm. ready for the disco dance class whatever it was called the glow and you stick. didn't even have glow sticks no i felt really out of place actually yeah. i didn't disrespectful really i'd say <laughs> <laughs> so everyone knew like they had full-on imagine like zumba on crack like that's what it was like right because it was literally <laughs> like that people were just like going wild in this class and everyone was quite a lot older than me as well and they were literally <laughs> I was impressed with the stamina because I tell you something, I had to have a good few breaks during that class. Oh my god! So, in terms of thinking about the happy teacher, that did make you. Yeah, a no, happy it didn't. Teacher. It did give me a good old laugh. And had you brought your own glow sticks, you might have been even happier. <laughs> Maybe. 
so yeah we wanted to talk about things like that today so yeah. I, was sure... I like that that was a good one yeah i'm glad that you um left me guessing i've got to say and i did the next day i went to work and the like woman that i kind of like speak to the most at work i did tell her all about my glow there stick. See, there you go. That's why it's break time. That's why I feel break like it had to be included. So in it was included time. in your break time, your actual break yeah, time. Yeah, it, it definitely. We had a laugh over a cup of tea about that. That was very funny. Um, yeah, so that's the kind of stuff. Um, and which leads on nicely to my um, initial kind of thought when I thought about what makes a happy teacher. It's like doing things outside of work, like um, watching vlogs on YouTube or like doing something for myself. I even like I have been partial to like going out for a walk, like just mm. getting my you headphones on. You say it's the craziest thing in the world, Roxy. Oh, God, I, I have been known to go, to go out for, for a walk. walk. Yeah, because if you ask my husband, he would really literally like you. She hates walking because I hates really... walking. <laughs> no, me, I hate walking, <laughs> not him. He loves walking. I don't like it. And one thing that I've noticed in different schools that I've worked in is that so often people have this mentality that once they're in school, they do, they almost kind of forget about themselves. And they just oh, go yeah. the entire day and they've not actually been outside and seen any sunlight. And at, what I do, I always go for a lunchtime walk. Every oh. single day that I teach. But how I long is your lunchtime? Uh, oh, this is where Jenny's going to make yours. you jealous. Yeah. Ooh, I think it's like about an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah. Well, that, that, then that, hour and 10 minutes. That affords you the time to go but, for a walk. But sometimes, I, have got, but sometimes I have a lunchtime meeting. Yeah. And so what I do is even just as simple as not going to the canteen the inside way. Like I go so you outside go, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's very true. and you have can a little those bit of vitamin D yeah. just to make my way from a classroom mm. to the canteen. Um, yeah. But I even think, okay, at a break time, you know, you get a 15-minute break, say. And I know obviously it depends if you're on a break time duty, but even just going for a five-minute walk at break time, mm. I think it's really good for my happiness level just to know that I've, seen the sun yeah in the depth especially you know we're recording this in december i think this time of year i always make sure i go for a walk every single day yeah whilst at work yeah. during the school day yeah i think a lot of people um actually a lot of people in my old school they used to do that they used to go out at like but then again it was like an hour like when it was an hour lunch mm. it was easy yeah, to do right. that and so again what we're saying a lot of these things aren't going to fit everyone's no. needs, what they want to do, but also maybe they can't make it work at that particular school that they're at. No. But I think everyone could probably find five minutes in a day to go for a walk. Yeah. Well, maybe you don't want to. <gasps> no, 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 but... maybe you don't want to. <laughs> maybe you don't want to, fine. Um, I just wanted to put out that, you know, these fun activities can take place within the school day. And yeah, I yeah. find walking fun. Definitely. For me, when I think of a fun activity, though, I do think about doing it outside of work. And I feel like I want to just separate myself from work yeah. when I get home. Like, I don't want to be... I'm not one to work at home anyway. That's mm. an episode for another day that as is, well. That is. But um, I know some people are, but yet they still want the separation. They still want to do mm. some fun things outside of work. The first thing that came to mind for me was having a good support network and having mm, quality time with yes. them um, and that can mean so many different things so yeah we're both parents so for me a huge part of my happiness is two children um but i Same. think it's i think it's <laughs> but i think it's also you know family members it's friends 
Um, I yeah. think it is back to kind of previous episodes. It is having friends who are teachers. Oh my god, I the do support think part... network of teachers that yeah, I know. It's yeah. just like, and that's part of the point of this podcast. Invaluable, isn't it? like that we can be this big support network to each other. And if mm. you're not currently a happy teacher, let's try and find ways to make you a happier teacher. Yeah, because I think part of the reason we're still friends after all this time is obviously because you know you're hilarious and I love you and all those sorts of things. Of course, of course. But I, I think the fact that we've both stayed in teaching has given us that common ground to sometimes rant about. Out, yeah but to sometimes inspire each other about because it's funny we don't about. always talk about teaching when we're with each but other but we, we, we always we seem never, to we never don't yeah that's so true, we that's can true. Ne- so we meet up once a half term and have done for what seven years since leaving the same school we still talk about and teaching we cannot somewhat. get through if we tried it as a challenge we would never make it no no but we enjoy talking about it it's yeah. not it's like, oh teaching's terrible sometimes we might have something to get off our chest which is part of the support network yeah. But sometimes it's been like, oh my god, the funniest thing happened today. Sometimes it's good ideas as well yeah, you get yeah. from other people, yeah. like other yeah. teacher friends that like you would just be having a general yeah. kind of conversation. And with. obviously, again, thinking one size doesn't fit all. You know, some people love edgy Twitter. They love going on Twitter, to, yeah. you know, and they share ideas there. Or it's a support network on Twitter mm. now called X. Um, or you know Facebook, you know groups that are for teachers. Yeah, there's so many different ways to connect to people. Having isn't there? a support network of like-minded people mm. who are maybe in the same profession as you but also people from completely different walks of life as well because yeah, i've got to say i do have some really interesting conversations with my sisters and stuff and they're not who in, not who are huh, they are like nowhere near the teaching profession at yeah. all um my dad as well like my mom like whoever like the, none of them are in like none of my family like and i've got quite a big extended family none of them are teachers so actually um, you know that support network and you're right like even my kids obviously like they're in education but mm. they're in primary school it's completely different um, but yeah having that support network God, you can't do it you can't do it without it you'd feel incredibly I mean, you lonely life without yeah network, exactly so like life saying, is we're saying happy teacher but you know we do want people that aren't teachers happy humans happy humans yeah exactly like, and this is the thing that people forget though it's like you know it's the whole funny thing that kids often think that you sleep in the cupboard at work it's like we have houses and lives and we go yeah, home and we yeah. are humans yeah and so what makes especially the younger ones happy? they feel like you don't have a life outside yeah. of school and they find it shocking when you say you have kids or yeah. like you've got um friends outside if you say yeah. oh i'm meeting up with my friend tonight yeah. for dinner they're I'm like going, a friend i'm going to a gig <laughs> you're going to a gig oh god forbid you like music oh. or something like that yeah exactly do you know what i mean like yeah i think those you know they they kind of breaking down those boundaries at school, like to say to the kids, I mean, this is something completely separate, actually. Like the kids getting to know you slightly. Yeah. And I think, again, that's probably a whole other podcast, isn't it? About kind of the boundaries that you want at work, but when it's actually sometimes good to soften those boundaries and having mm. the importance of relationships with students obviously yeah keeping all the boundaries in place because obviously you have your support network a bit about you in school yeah but your what you were talking about is like your support network outside of school yeah um that can still kind of inform how happy you are at school yeah. because, because you know, you've gone into that lesson happy well, so exactly. if you do have a bit of a difficult situation in that particular lesson mm. you feel equipped to deal with it and we were talking mm. about this weren't we um, yeah that's true from the point of view being ahead of year that if you're in the right mental state and you've had it you you've know, got really the nice energy weekend. to give you've to got those the children to give, yeah. yeah to whatever that situation is for that particular child that's going through a hard time whereas if you have literally you've got no energy all left weekend or no energy left because of whatever reason 
then yeah, it's it's a completely different vibe when you get scored on Monday morning. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I would say I would say that's a so massive we've got one so far. So happy teacher having fun activities outside of school, maybe incorporating some of those fun activities like yeah. walking into not the school walking. day, but maybe not walking. <laughs> Um, we've talked about having a good support network. We've kind of said in the school, that's kind of implied and said in the previous episode, keep wanting to call it a lesson. It's so hard not to call it a lesson. <laughs> but also having a really good support network outside of your work yeah. environment. Um, what else brings to mind for you? We So Jenny mentioned something really interesting, actually, about um, that it's not just the influence of that people have in school um, on us and our happiness. It's actually the people that we don't even know so like you spoke about our support networks outside of school mm. so what about all of those other people like in society that are like cons- consistently like judging teachers yeah so my my thing that i thought of and i don't think i care hugely about it but it's always there in the back of my mind that mm. i don't think teachers are valued enough in britain and oh, i know that's a sweeping statement but i read up on this quite a lot and I look at kind of other countries and how they view their teachers and I know that in other countries they might view their teachers in a you know a lesser light but I know there are other other countries out there often it's well the ones with the there. best educational so the people with their really successes good educational success stories you look at Finland you look like at Scandinavian countries they appreciate their teachers you, a lot yeah you see how well regarded they are in yeah, society. yeah yeah and I think it's that idea, isn't it, that that can be shown in lots of ways. It can be, are you paying your teachers well enough? But it's bigger than that. Mm. But I do think that's important. I think so often there's this idea that, oh, teaching's a vocation, so oh, you yeah. shouldn't and you expect should just love it, like, salary, regardless of the salary, says, says the banker. Yeah. Um, but I think it's this idea that how great would it feel that you're like, yes, I could have chosen a higher paid salary. I've chosen this, but I know society really values me. Yeah. And I think... Yeah. I don't Definitely. think we're absolutely berated. I don't think things are terrible, but I don't think they're good enough. I think that people don't really understand how hard it is. Mm. I don't I really think the... it affects like people's um, kind of mentality going into the teaching profession because I feel like the if you're going into it fresh right now, like you would definitely have a bit of a perspective on it that wouldn't be very positive yeah. at all and it might be putting people um, off joining the profession that actually think they want to be oh, my God, 100% like, oh i don't think society values us or maybe they look at the statistics so you you've mentioned in a previous episode about the kind of if you, they, they say that most people leave in the first five, five years. years yeah um but why is that the case because yeah maybe for some people they picked the wrong career that could happen in any career yeah, some people, fair enough. And maybe for some people it is that A lot of people is to do with ha- their mental health and their happiness. Yeah, and um, I wonder how much school. of that mental health is to do mm. with the fact that they're working so hard at the beginning of their career because you yeah. do work you long do. hours You do, yeah, the you do. And then you, I don't know, you go on the news and you see another damning article about teachers yeah. only do the nine to three or teachers get the holidays. The what amount are they complaining of about during or... the teacher strikes last year, um oh my god i was i mean i was very active on um like just replying to people's comments mm, because on social media yeah on social media because just on my like private account but i was just thinking i don't want people to be making these comments these sweeping like you saying you're making a sweeping statement that there are plenty of sweeping statements out mm. there about teachers um and it it was 
to me, it wasn't like upsetting me. It was just annoying me more than anything else and frustrating me because I was thinking to myself, this is not true. Like what you're mm. saying is not true. Like we only work nine to three. Why should we get paid like whatever amount or whatever? Um, we are, when we're striking, we're striking, we're affecting kids' education. I was thinking, like, I think my husband worked it out. It was something like in the last 10 years, we have only striked. I want to say it was something like nine days, like total. So he worked out as a percentage. It was like mm. the most minimal percentage. And it's so those kind of arguments, yeah. yeah. But those kind of arguments, people listen to and believe, even though they're not true mm. and they're completely false. Mm. And so those kind of things, hundred percent, affect you and how you're going into work and how you know maybe other people at school are judging as well because not everybody strikes, not everybody kind of got involved in all of those types mm. of things. And it's like, you don't know what viewpoint those other people share as well. You don't well. know anyone's story. Um, you have to have a pretty thick skin, I think, to be um, working basically in those kind of jobs. Like, not just teaching jobs, but, like, jobs that are not in the private sector, essentially. Mm. If they're in the public sector, essentially everything you do is going to be up be, for... Yeah, yeah, can be criticised. Yeah, everything and, you and do. It's, and it is nearly always criticised by people that don't have all the information. Yeah. And, and this is the thing that gets to me the most without us kind of sounding like we're going on a rant. We're supposed to be the happy teachers. We're definitely sounding like the grumpy teachers here. But my final point on what society thinks is that I do sometimes think people have this idea that they know what they're talking about because they went to school when they were a child. Oh, but that's always the thing, isn't it? Because a lot of the comments that I was replying to was like, oh, when I was in school. And I'm like, no, like this has changed yeah. from 20 years yeah. ago or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, we... And, and also, even if yeah, even so if you, even when you one. went to school five years ago, you were the student, not the teacher. So you actually have no real mm. idea of that teacher's workload and all the things they're doing behind the scenes mm -hmm. to plan your lesson. So you can't say, oh, I saw the teacher go home at three o'clock, so therefore they do a nine yeah. to three. Because you don't know what work they did that morning, what time they got in, what work they do at home. Well, and let me add, all of the people, and, th and this might not even go get into the episode, but all of the people in government who are making these key decisions um are also have not been teachers before um and so they're making these key decisions or judgments on the profession that they have no experience in yeah. and i do think this is an episode for another time but should I... people in power deciding these key things have had some yeah. involvement in education themselves do. you know what that reminds me of again and this isn't me trying to get too political here or anything but I don't know if you remember, but when we both worked together, Estelle Morris came into yes. our school and she was a former yeah, education yeah, yeah. secretary. It's actually irrelevant which party she led. The point was she was a teacher. The <laughs> final thing that we wanted to talk about was self-care. Um, and that does directly link into mental health as well. But the self-care element of like actually taking care of yourself, taking time to yourself, like I know that you love a massage, for example. Um, but had one yesterday. Oh, it was great. Look at that. See, it's like yeah. I knew. Ooh, okay, what do I like doing self care wise? I like reading a book. But again, like, do I ever have time to read a book? No, but I do like trying to read books. Ah, uh, do you know on that though? Sorry to interrupt, but I and I know obviously I'm blessed with the fact that I am a lot more part time than I used to be. But I used to find it really difficult to fit in reading. And now I do a lot more reading. Mm. And I think that is partly that I have a bit more time because I'm part-time. But I think it's also 
we're at later stages in our career, so yeah. things don't take us as long. Yeah, so yeah, yeah we, probably. You know, we've both started at new schools, but and I've done a new subject, um, but planning doesn't take me as long no, anymore. No, so, no. Diff- so I, just like you were saying about not taking work home, I don't take work home either, and mm-hmm. therefore my evenings, yeah, you definitely have like more time to like do things in the evening. Reading, so reading I love is, cooking. Yeah, we've that's got this. that's got to be my thing actually to relax the most. Yeah. Um, Self care. I really like cooking. Don't tell my husband. Yeah. So one of the things is I also love cooking, um, but Roxy's working in a state school where she doesn't get her lunches. I well, I do if I have oh, duty, you do if you duty, but. I, d- I actually often still make my lunch, to yeah. be honest, because Whereas I Whereas prefer... I, at interview, when they say, do you have any more questions, I say, what is the lunch situation? And if they're not giving me a free lunch, I'm not working there. <laughs> and that might seem a bit ridiculous no to some people. There's no such thing as a free lunch, Jenny. There is. <laughs> and I can tell you the Marcel schools. Mouse. <laughs> but yeah, I do not want to think about my lunch. I want it to be provided for no me. no no fair enough like but i actually like the you, process yeah. of cooking like i like yeah. it i like going home and cooking dinner in the evening like i like cooking inventive things to try and make the kids eat vegetables yeah um you know things like that like for me my cre- creativity in the evening comes from the cooking side of things yeah um but yeah that that's 100 percent. that's me yeah so i do really like cooking one thing i really like is we have an allotment Mm. um oh yeah you're very much like so i like earthy like <laughs> I, I, i'm not like that um <laughs> you're making me laugh because without kind of obviously naming names or anything um some students that i've worked with have these ideas of what i'm like they're not calling me earthy but they talk about how i go home and make my own soap you miss you're one of those millennials you go home and you make your own soap. oh that that is and i'm like i have been known to make my own soap. <laughs> oh my god! Because but that is like totally you. But an allotment, I do, yeah. and, and with the kids, I'd love to be able I to grow my own we food. We grow our own food. I've tried. And then we it's cook worked. it, and I can get the kids to occasionally eat cabbage. So yeah. I go to the shop and buy my vegetables, <laughs> and then I cook them. <laughs> Usually, um, some kind of Greek dish. Because I cook amazing food. Because I actually remember oh, trying to like bring all the different you? episodes together about kind of working together and like friendships and stuff i remember we went to a colleague and friend's house and you made your own i'll probably pronounce it not quite correctly but baklava oh i did make my own baklava yeah baklava oh sorry i'm not quite that's <laughs> <laughs> all right i don't judge seriously i'm trying i'm trying baklava is the but, worst no, way to say it yeah i know <laughs> so i'm like baklava yeah. anyway you made your own yeah baklava, yeah i have made my and own it before. was amazing oh thanks and yes. i still remember that and that was about nine years ago oh wow that did make an impression, did make an impression. <laughs> yeah i do i do like cooking but yeah i think like the self-care side of things 100 percent. whatever it is for you earthy tones <laughs> over here or like non-earthy over here but no it, it's but like finding things yeah just that... find something that you like doing that doesn't involve other, like other people basically and, and isn't Relying on, oh, I like reading, and I'm there. Yeah, I'm not reading. Books. I'm not reading great. educational books. But great if you are. And I, I do read I like educational read, things. Yeah, but that's in not school. Your I don't read it out. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like self care wise, no. Yeah, like, something separate. Yeah. Okay, so we've listed about five things there that we. Yeah, yeah. Make we, us I mean, there's probably way more things that make people happy teachers, and yeah. I think that this maybe like we'll have an episode two at some point. And, and um, also we'd love to hear at this point, so like on the 
social media channels yeah. on the website like what things make you a happy teacher. yeah definitely um but yeah they're the kind of things that spring to mind for us so to end off jenny you're on room 101 this time or get in the Have bin. Got, oh yeah, are we calling it get in the bin? So sorry. <laughs> I don't know. We're, we're in the middle of both the moment. Okay, so last bit. Room one hundred and one slash get in the bin slash. Does anyone have any better ideas? Yeah. Um, we're, so st- we're still on the fence. Link- we'll, we'll take ideas. Yeah, yeah. So linked to the idea of what makes a happy teacher. Obviously, if something's going in the bin, it's something that makes me an unhappy teacher. Mm. Um. So. For me, and this will link into our next episode. See how we often make mm. our links here. We're doing a we're trying, we're trying good lesson, <laughs> lesson structure. Um, is tokenistic workplace well-being gestures. Mm. So when, and it could be, it's often a member of SLT that's in charge of yeah, yeah. yeah. Usually, it could be usually it's a member of SLT and they get some kind of budget. With yeah, well-being yeah, for yeah, staff. Yeah, sort of well-being budget. Yeah, like, you know, that they can use. Something's happened where, you know, I don't know, you've had an Ofsted inspection or something. Yeah, yeah, and, and you get like... For well-being, they give mm. you something. Now, the reason it's in Room 101 is that if that's all they're doing for your well-being, mm, giving, you, yeah. giving you a product... And we're talking like giving you pizza or giving yeah, you... Or, and, like, and then it's a one-size-fits-all. It's like, okay... We're going to give you all a small bottle of champagne, or we're going to give you all. Well, I've never had a small bottle of champagne, but yeah, that's. Well, I guess maybe that's private working school. in the private schools. Um, so again, it's not to sound. I don't know that I don't. You don't want to sound unappreciative. Yeah, exactly. But, but at the like, same time, that can't be it. Yeah. So my room one hundred and one is if almost a box has been ticked because in You've the, given staff the staff pigeonhole, everyone got or... the same little oh, yeah. gift. Oh god, yeah. To recognise the hours and hours of work that went into an offset inspection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is my get in the bin. Mm. So my alternative is having a member of staff, whether that's a senior leader, whether that's someone who's the wellbeing coordinator, who truly thinks about staff wellbeing. Yeah. And when I mean what what I mean by that is that they've done research into it. And mm. um, they they're not just have, coming up with. They've made the point of actually asking the staff, "What yeah. does wellbeing mean to you?" Yeah. So it's not just assuming, oh, everyone just wants a little champagne in their mm. pigeonhole. It's actually saying what would you mean? Because I was having you? this discussion with a, a friend that's in charge of well-being. You were telling me this, weren't and you? mental yeah. health, um, like kind of for the staff body. And she was saying that she'd asked the staff, but they hadn't replied. And I said, Yeah, but did you kind of like give them different options or did you just tell them to give you feedback? Because I I often feel like, you know, when you ask them to just give you feedback. Some people can't think of things off the top of their head. Like, I might not have necessarily been able to think of something off the top of my head. Oh, I really want this for my well-being or whatever else. So I think, like, you know, there's there's lots of different... There's ways to do it well. And ways to do it. And, like, the time of year that you're doing it, are you doing it at a really busy pinch point so people miss that email? I know, that's another thing, isn't it? Yeah. You know, beginning of the year, inset, people are fresh, they've had the six weeks summer holidays or... Eight or nine weeks if you're at a private school. Yeah, no, I know. I actually had seven weeks oh, good, last year, good, so that wasn't too bad. Um, not as good the, as yours, but... <laughs> I could just stop talking about this. Um, but the point is, there's, a, ta- there's a, a good way of actually asking your staff about what does well-being mean to them. And I don't... I, I think it's what you said earlier. It's not assuming that people just want food, yeah. for example, because yeah. food and is like also, the classic thing that they give people at school to say thank you and we appreciate the food people but we we want other things as well like also it's back to what you said with your room 101 or get in the bin from the previous session about one size fits all 
continuous professional development. Mm, yeah, so exactly. often well-being is a one-size-fits-all. Like, we'll put on this one yoga class for everyone to go to or oh, yeah. we'll put the same mm. chocolate in everyone's pigeonhole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, why don't you ask people what they want and then from there create quite an open yeah, well-being yeah, yeah. policy? So places I've worked where I think they've got it more on the right track is things where they give people time. So I think we were talking about time. Give, you know, time. So many, when, when I've worked, <laughs> it's the, it's the one thing that teachers want. Do they days? Yeah. So I've worked at other places where you get your annual leave and then you get your four well-being days a year. Now I know what someone's going to say. They're going to say, yeah, but they only get 30 days off a year. You get I holidays. I know someone I'm not asking that had a duvet day. And this is a teacher. She had a duvet day once a year. Um, they had one duvet day that they could yeah, choose. that's all I'm thinking. And the rest of the department would cover their time when they were off. So everybody was covering at one point in the year, just one, like one lesson, yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, but everybody got their one duvet yeah. day. Imagine, yeah. even one, that was like making people yeah. like well happy yeah. about like working at that school. in this post-COVID world where I know lots of people were able to work from home and then slowly, depending on the industry, they're trying I've to get kind back of gone into the back, office yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. But there aren't many industries that are demanding you have to be in the office five days a week. Mm. I know some are, but you have to be in the classroom to teach. Yeah. Um, I mean, we can talk about that in a lot more detail because there are, you know, obviously we managed to do yeah. online learning and I'm not well, saying Well, did haven't. we? Well, <laughs> that, again, another episode for another, another time. Episode. But what I would say is that there are ways that you can replicate some of the benefits that people in other sectors of work get so you could offer one duvet day mm, a year yeah, without definitely. repercussions that are that bad um you could also a lot of think, schools do weekly like inset um yeah, or bi-weekly inset could you give them a, a one inset off yeah you know at one yeah. point for whatever reason i don't yeah. know um we've had a previous school where it was a whole day to try and do things that you kind of loved doing um and that was just like a one day wasn't it in like a november it was around november time oh yeah this um, is the one that we did in without going into detail but yeah i don't really was, want to go into detail why we've done it but we but they the school would give us the whole a day. Well-being day it was like a well-being day the entire school the entire school could do whatever they liked for that and one I guess day what people might be thinking is what does that mean for childcare for all the students but it they was got given a lot of notice yeah like it was it was an inset day for students yeah. so they yeah. would have got that inset yeah. day at another point and anyway the idea was it was a well-being day for students as well it actually, was supposed to be was, a well-being day yeah, for students which was amazing i think about and that. they came back and they wrote about like yeah. what they'd done on that day and yeah. teachers also wrote about what they'd done on that yeah. day and they were supposed to do something they loved and these are the types of things that we both remember yeah like from schools that we really loved their like and well-being policies we had a really lovely department and we all went yeah we to all went to the sky garden the sky garden mm. in london that was one of our days that we've and done. I still remember that so well and that yeah, was so many years lovely. ago really um, nice. so yeah so for me the alternative is have more meaningful well-being where it's actually informed because you've asked the staff mm. what they want and it's therefore able to be more unique so someone yeah. might say I want to take this duvet day, day on this day someone else might say I want it then um, you know, depending on what your situation is, maybe you want a bit of time so you can go to your child's nativity. Mm, um, maybe you want yeah. to get your Christmas shopping in. Maybe you're someone that doesn't want it then, but you know that you find January a hard month. And so you want to know that, you know, a few weeks in in January, you can just take that strategic one day off. Yeah. 
very true and actually this links so nicely into our next episode which is all to do with um how mental health can affect you being happy teacher yeah um and we're gonna actually in the next one talk a little bit about our own experiences of yeah. mental health in the teaching profession because we um, haven't always been happy teachers we I definitely haven't yeah. and there's been lots of ups and downs lots of lessons learned L oh yeah 100 percent. and it's very cheesy isn't it but i think because we've had those lows we now know what we both need to be happy teachers yeah we know what we need um yeah so yeah so in future episodes we will be having guest speakers on we've got quite a few lined mm. up um but next episode we thought it'd be quite nice to just get quite frank about yeah, our get own to know health, us a little bit more a bit better, yeah um, and see the kind of the struggles that we've had on the journey to becoming happy teachers yeah yeah, yeah. okay um, so hope thanks you enjoyed. for listening yeah hope you enjoyed the episode um yeah please follow us on all the socials thank you bye <laughs> okay <laughs>